0: Using an attack dog, Israeli women soldiers forced Palestinian women to strip during a raid on occupied Hebron. These are your girl boss soldiers that are on TikTok. Netanyahu has ordered a plan to remove all of the country's African migrants.
1: He was like, matter of fact, how'd you get in? <laughs>
0: Your family lives here, your school is here, your relatives are here. Now just imagine if you couldn't access any of that. That's how basic the rights are that are being denied to us. We are not allowed to move freely in the places that we are from the checkpoint here if there was an outpost here if there were settlers here and you have to navigate all of the most important physical locations in your life by a constant maze of 21st century settler colonialism that's what our lives are like because of zionism who demonetized us
1: instagram
0: did were we even close to making any money on instagram
1: no that's why it has been such a financial hit <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Palestine Pod, the weekly podcast where we break down the latest headlines dealing with Palestine from all over the world and bring you stories, commentary, and interviews with the aim of supporting the Palestinian struggle for decolonization, justice, and equal rights. I'm one of your hosts, Lara E. You might know me from Instagram as at Girl and I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey B.
1: What's up, y'all? Mikey B on TikTok, Michael Schertzer on Instagram, and you can call me Mikey Intifada if your neighbor is such a hot, palestinian that you felt the need to buy pepper spray because you are a cold ass bitch
0: we'll get into that but before we do Please like, comment, subscribe if you hang out with us on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast app, subscribe and leave a review. As always, you can find our full episodes and sources on palestinepod.com. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, reach out to us at palestinepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at the Palestine Pod. Find us also on Patreon, where you get early access to the Palestine Pod episodes and additional podcasts per week. It's called the Patreon Pod. It's a little more laid back we talk politics palestine pop culture and get a little more personal we're also hosting our monthly zoom happy hours with our patreon subscribers only so really exciting stuff check us out on patreon.com slash palestine so let's get into it you want to start off with the indiana university anti-palestinian
1: racist certainly so this girl by the name of Haley Toach, she made like a get ready with me today video And she's, you know, drinking coffee and like applying her makeup. And usually people who do these type of videos, they're like, I had a fruit smoothie today. You know, like they're like, I am going to go on a eight mile run and I inspire positivity. But this girl is like putting on her makeup and then telling a story about how There's a Palestinian man who lives in her building on her floor who came to introduce himself as a new neighbor. The roommate of this girl was like interested in this guy, right? She described him as good looking and charming and friendly. And then through conversation after he leaves, the fact that he's from Palestine gets brought up, right? And it's this girl who is Jewish and a Zionist, and it's her reaction. To this information that makes this all super crazy because just by the mere fact of mentioning palestine she immediately spews racist and very dangerous tropes she talks about buying pepper spray to like, protect herself despite the fact that he has presented no threat at all and actually the roommate is interested in him.
0: She's telling the story and she goes, this guy comes over and he seems like totally normal and she's like angry and she goes, and he like comes over to introduce himself and says like hi I'm your new neighbor I just wanted to say hello uh, like she's like saying, like everything he's saying is totally normal and and very pleasant and kind and she, the way she's retelling the story makes it sound like it's the most atrocious thing in the world but even more than that she goes to her friend she goes do you know what that means that he's from Palestine and her friend's like no and she goes well that means he probably wants to kill me that's what mm. she said that means he probably wants to kill me and it's like right. hmm. the problem with this of course is that she spewing deeply, deeply racist anti-Palestinian tropes that are so dehumanizing. A guy comes over to introduce himself and say, hi, I live down the hall. And because you find out that this guy is Palestinian, your immediate reaction is that he must want to kill you. Where does that come from? You're not the victim in this. He's the victim in this because he's the one whose family has been displaced from Palestine. He's the one whose family is not allowed to go back to Palestine. He's the one who's probably the grandson of Nakba survivors. He's the one who doesn't have freedom and equal rights on his land. You are someone who I don't even know whether she has any connection to the occupation or not. So then like the conflation is even more confusing because is she even a Zionist? Is she an Israeli-American? Or is she just a Jewish person who immediately perceives... The existence of a palestinian person in her vicinity as a threat which is even more confusing right all because three there's...
1: options are not great right right there's no option where she comes out looking like a reasonable human being she's deeply disturbed and right. that's what we talk about when we talk about zionism is affecting people's mental it's affecting the way that they think And it also connects to what we were saying on the last episode, where it's like you're not supposed to do Zionism out loud. Ben Gavir's main downfall will be that he talked too much, that he spoke too much, and then there will be a record. She had the same type of thing where these things that she said on camera are spoken about regularly in various circles. right? Right. And so all she did was expose a quiet conversation to a larger audience. There's no way she gets to think like this, if this is the first time she's ever had these thoughts. These thoughts are deeply ingrained, because she may or may not have any connection to the occupation. But she grew up in a Jewish family that supports Zionism. For sure, because that is
0: clear Zionist ideology that she's spewing. And this reminds me of when I was in Palestine, when I was at the Holocaust Museum, and when I saw Jewish American students there on birthright in the Holocaust Museum in Palestine, and they were being walked through with soldiers. And they were, I've told this story before, they were the only group that had soldiers with them visiting the museum. And I went to the front desk and I asked, I inquired. I said, hi, I'm a tourist from America. And I just noticed that this group is walking around with security, armed soldiers. So i just wondering, like, can we have security too? And they looked at me like puzzled. Oh, you don't need that. And I was like, well, they have it. So why don't we need it? You know, obviously, like, there's some danger here. We should also have security. That's exactly what it's for. They want them to feel unsafe. You're the only ones that need it because you're Jewish students and because you're Jewish, you're constantly your life is constantly at risk and you're being targeted, and there's terrorists everywhere that are just trying to kill you and 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 they just want you dead. That is that is the message that is being sent and being being indoctrinated into them from a very young age.
1: It's also about privilege and supremacy, right? Because you're the only one with an armed militia, the only one that's moving through the museum with a hired gun Literally. at the Holocaust Museum. No less. Like, how do you not combust from irony? But th- like, but that's,
0: that's the thing too, is like they take something which is obviously very emotional and they're going to be going through it and watching something which is understandably extremely emotional and extremely traumatic. And then they combine that with this ideology that your life is still at risk today and that the what happened then is related to what's happening now when it's not so it's very twisted the way that they do that but it's very intentional these army escorts are very typical in the occupation and they start from a very young age my friend who's israeli american whose family left the occupation and went back to the us told me that they had that for their school field trips when they were 5 years old in kindergarten you know and they would go to like the zoo or something all of this to say that this Sentiment that your life is in danger because a Palestinian person wants you dead is the foundation of Zionism. Zionism can't exist without pointing to an imagined threat because that's not what this is about. This is about Palestinians having rights on their land and what happens to a people when they've been literally suffocating for the last 75 plus years and when you deprive them of their humanity and you deprive them of their rights what then can they do and how these people actually live what their day-to-day life looks like i'm literally wearing a shirt that says right to movement because some palestinians got together and were like hey our cause is going to be that palestinians should be able to move in their land Like, that's how basic the rights are that are being denied to us. We are not allowed to move freely in the places that we are from. So just think, marinate on that for a second. Like you are from any town USA, your family lives here, your school is here, your relatives are here. Now just imagine if you couldn't access any of that. If there was a wall here, if there was a checkpoint here, if there was an outpost here, if there were settlers here. And, And you have to navigate all of the most important physical locations in your life by a constant maze of... You know, 21st century settler colonialism. That's what our lives are like because of Zionism. So no, Haley, you don't get to say that, oh, this Palestinian neighbor that lives down the hall from me, now I get to buy pepper spray and he wants to kill me. That's not what this is about. Go to him and ask him what his family has been through because of Zionism. If you even have the courage to do that. I saw she deleted the
1: post. Of she course. deleted
0: the video. I don't know what's happening. She happened. privated her
1: account. I don't know, She's I don't know likely, if Indiana
0: University is like got involved. They probably don't give a shit, to be honest. You well, know?
1: TikTok has been flooded I by know. a lot of people commenting her name. And she started trending. I think they're going to have to address it. And what will happen is you'll get like probably the ADL or somebody to step in. Also, it's kind of a pivot in messaging for them, right? Because at first they were like, Palestinians don't exist right
0: yeah. and but that's what and they you always can't do. hold up hold up hold
1: up. you cannot be like yo a thing that never existed that's a threat right so they had to acknowledge that palestinians exist right the arabs are a threat is what you you know it's like they've it has it has been a shift in their messaging because it's not they,
0: a sh- michael they, it's not a shift they just say that all of those things at the same time yeah yeah, they say all those things at the same time and then when somebody calls them out on it they just go back to the other thing right so so just they
1: like they like to move goalposts is what they (laughs) like to do
0: yeah that was the name of one of our first episodes if you remember i
1: remember because i upload
0: (laughs) (laughs) you don't remember all the names of all of them
1: no that's true
0: Occupation soldiers who forced a group of Palestinian women to strip and walk around them in a circle under threat of releasing attack dogs, because that's what the occupation does. So if Haley's listening, just try to understand what it means to be a Palestinian living on your land. Occupation soldiers forced a group of Palestinian women to strip and walk around them in a circle under threat of releasing attack dogs. It's
1: a part of a larger trend of both forcibly releasing women who wear a hijab. It's happening in France as well where women have been turned away from schools. LAPD has ripped the hijab off women previously, the occupation soldiers engaged in a extremely heinous display of sexual violence
0: everything it's 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 violent it's it's sexual violence it's colonial violence it's all of that so according to the Haaretz, using an attack dog israeli women soldiers forced palestinian women to strip during a raid on occupied hebron five female family members were forced to undress while threatened by a dog from the canine unit and the soldiers' rifles. Israeli women soldiers. So this is these are your girl boss soldiers that are on TikTok. Two masked Israeli women soldiers with rifles and an attack dog forced five female members of a Palestinian family to strip naked, each one separately in the West Bank city of Hebron in July. The soldiers threatened to release the dog if the women did not comply. During the raid on the family's home, male soldiers searched the male family members but did not require them to take off their clothes. The children who were in the home were screaming in fear the entire time. The soldiers were told to pull the dog back because the children were afraid of it. You know what's weird?
1: That whole thing?
0: The whole thing. But you know what's, what's, what's weird about the story is that they say that they searched the male family members and they didn't make them strip. They made the women strip. It shows you that the pretext was not that they were there to carry out a search for whatever it was. They were there to humiliate the women right because yeah. if they were there to search which by the way even that we can we can challenge the premise that an occupying power has the right to enter with violence a house of the people that it's occupying that's another subject we we of course challenge that premise but let's assume that their premise is legitimate it's not but let's assume why make the women undress and not the men purely to harass and humiliate the women and also To humiliate the men, because we come from a traditional culture where when you do that to women, it's humiliating also for the men of the family. And they know this, they know what our cultural values are, they know what our traditions are, they know, they know what our culture is, because they stole it. So they had to learn it in order to steal it, right? it's it's a really g- gross story you know I can't imagine what it's like for those children that were in that house apparently there was like 25 to 30 soldiers that were stationed in and around the house and the neighboring apartments which is an insane amount of soldiers you know it reminds me of when we had Roat on the show and she was telling me oh I remember my childhood was great and it was loving and I came from a great family but then there were moments where I realized that like something was really off like when the soldiers would point their rifles at us and we'd be walking down the street and we we're just kids, you know, it reminds me of that. Because I'm like, each one of those children now, because of that incident has been deeply traumatized. And they'll remember that for their entire life. But the soldiers go about their business doing this every single night. And it's they don't even think about the PTSD that they're creating in the moment.
1: Yeah, and it's because they hate Islam as well. It's like Islamophobia actualized through state violence.
0: Yes, yes, right? there's an Islamophobia element, of course, but like, it doesn't help to be Palestinian Christian you don't get treated better so no, I know I know yeah but so I'm I don't, saying
1: like they saw these I'm not I mean I'm not trying to say Palestinian Christian women get treated any better right Shreena Buakla is a Palestinian Christian but I'm just saying like they made the women who dress traditionally who dress modestly yes. undress because there is a deep hatred for the religion and the people
0: According to Beit Selim, they have recorded about 20 such cases of women being forced to strip naked during occupation army raids on their homes, but they believe that such phenomena at Rifle Point have increased in recent months, and most of the women refuse to be interviewed by reporters about the trauma, of course, because it's deeply humiliating, and they would rather be silent about it than actually put their names or faces out into the world as somebody who had to go through this ordeal. But we'll never really know the the true scope of who is subject to this practice, but it just goes to show that Zionist aggression takes new forms all the time. You know, it's never the same thing. Actually, it's one of, it's, it's, it's actually a joke amongst Palestinians. Like we laugh about the new ways that they find to torture us, you know? Like, remember that video? Um, of the family that was told that they had to leave their house because the Zionists were going to bulldoze the whole thing and like the grandma's like in the corner like on a hospital bed remember that video <laughs> when i just remember discussing that like amongst Palestinian friends and just the the casual way with which we like refer to these deeply traumatic events because we're like did you hear like this new thing that they did like the woman was in a hospital bed like that's even that's new for them Like she's like hooked up to an IV and she's like shriveled in a corner and they're like, the whole thing's going down. It's like
1: a former head of Mossad who acknowledged the growing consensus that it's an apartheid system. He said there is an apartheid state here in a territory where two people are judged under two legal systems. This is an apartheid state. His name is Tamir Pardo, who was appointed head of Mossad in 2011 by Benjamin Netanyahu. Benjamin Netanyahu has been prime minister forever. He also warned that what has been described as Israel's forever occupation actually threatens the existence as a Jewish state. Israel needs to decide what it wants, he said. A country that has no border has no boundaries. Former Speaker of Parliament, the occupation's parliament, Avraham Berg, and the historian Benny Morris are among more than 2,000 Israeli and American public figures who have signed a recent public statement declaring that palestinians live under apartheid regime so
0: how many israelis is it going to take before admitting that it's apartheid before the apartheid regime crumbles because like at some point there's like a tipping point like when when you get almost every Israeli to agree, right? Like, it's got to be over.
1: We're not anywhere near there.
0: Yeah, but so what's the number is what I (laughs) want to know. Like, is it a third? Is it a third? Maybe. Is it a half? Like,
1: What I know is that like we keep reading these stories about more and more people inside the occupation understanding that it's an occupation and that like they're culpable and even there was that guy who was like hey everybody should leave right there was that former like maybe head of Shinbet and he was like yeah no everybody should literally just go move in with their relatives in Florida like we fucked it up guys yeah, wrap it up you know now you have I feel like you have more prominent people coming out saying that, but it's so silly that we keep reporting on that. In one way, it's hopeful, right? Because you want the South Africans to be like, yeah, we were, we're a part of apartheid. Like, we're sorry. No, like, here's what we can do to fix it. But also it's like, why do we care what South Africans have to say about apartheid? You know, like. Who wants to hear from Nazis about how badly they feel? Who cares what the architects of apartheid have to say about apartheid yeah, that they are but a part of?
0: when we refer to South Africans, we're talking about the victims of apartheid.
1: You wouldn't want to hear from an Afrikaner, right? About right. like... Correct. Apartheid, right? Correct. You wouldn't want to hear from a Nazi about the Holocaust. Correct. You wouldn't want to hear about a system of apartheid and occupation from an Israeli right right? so you're
0: saying why do we even care if the architects are like saying what it is yeah well I think it's because they're still doing it and we're hopeful that if at some point they are like well the gig is up or the jig is up or whatever whatever um, that
1: phrase is whatever (laughs) whatever I look up and cut in
0: (laughs) (laughs) you would hope that That growing consensus will translate into actual dismantlement.
1: It's that thing where it's like you can't say the quiet part out loud, right? You're not supposed to say, you know, our rights are more important than their. Our right to movement is more important than their right to movement, because that is actually something that you have on your South African apartheid bingo card from the elder Mossad heads. To the youngest of, you know, communist organizers, there's a group of children who have called themselves the Youth Against Dictatorship. And they are more intense than the previous refuseniks who burned their occupation service letters. These are people who explain that they... Comprise the anti-occupation block at the weekly demonstrations you've seen against judicial overhaul. And these are younger men, women, and non-binary folks that are about to be conscripted into military service, and they do not support it. You know, just another instance of the cracks are showing people at the highest levels confirming that it's apartheid We've got people who are about to be boots on the ground who are refusing service and using the terminology of occupation a lot of a lot of upheaval, a lot upheaval but
0: also like not enough upheaval yes.
1: well they they put the evil in upheaval so so
0: yeah I mean, because, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's a majority, because it's not. No,
1: it's definitely not a majority. Everybody hates these kids. Everybody (laughs) Everybody is going to tell, everybody is going to say that this doesn't represent like what people think about stuff. And they're like, we are, they want to, they want to let people know that they are proudly and openly fascist and that they will like chant death to Arabs in the street, They'll promise another Nakba, like, they will let you know that they are fervently fascist, and that's why they are gonna buy pepper spray, because they have an attractive neighbor. The occupation has been murdering Eritrean people, Eritrean regime agents persecute asylum seekers Inside the occupation. There were riots recently among Eritrean asylum seekers. According to reports, there was infighting, alleged infighting,
0: between groups of supporters and opponents of the Eritrean regime in Tel Aviv. And yeah. in response, the leader of the apartheid regime, Netanyahu, has said that he wants to deport all Eritrean asylum seekers, which, you know, is very unbranded. For the leader of an apartheid regime. (laughs) He was like, you know what? You're going to go. All of you are going to go instantly. I think it's. He was like,
1: matter of fact, how'd you get in?
0: (laughs) Right. AP has said that Netanyahu has ordered a plan to remove all of the country's African migrants. All of the country's African migrants. That's more than just like a few dozen Eritreans fighting in like a square in Tel Aviv. And it kind of
1: a tall order.
0: It's it kind of just goes to show that maybe what we were saying about this being a white supremacist regime after all is like true.
1: Anyway, go ahead. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't be like, but what ha- what about black Jews anymore? Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly they're like can't we have an apartheid regime if it's to protect black jews because then in that sense it's like actually like socially progressive
1: they're like okay check this out okay check this out (laughs) we stole land and killed people palestinians for this land right and it's for black jews but also the black jews gotta go all of them all of them and then you're like, wait! If you subtract Palestinians and, and you, Black Jews,
0: and, and then
1: subtract Black Jews, <laughs> that leaves what? It
0: leaves just the
1: white. What does that leave? What does it leave? Netanyahu? He's like, uh, it's a, it's the most racist math.
0: It's horrible. It just always ends with white supremacists. Like, you, the, the answer is white supremacists You don't um, have to look very far to find like just a history of really shitty things that the apartheid regime has done to to black jews i mean it's not it's not hard
1: alone
0: just google like israel black jews and like just see what happens
1: let's see what does happen actually <laughs> okay the first thing that comes up for me is the anti-defamation league extremist sex within the black hebrew israelite movement 2020
0: okay. my the first thing i get is black hebrews and israel face threat of deportation
1: that is my second hit and, and that's from 2023
0: click on the news tab okay okay the, it's like sh- shitty news after shitty news after, after shitty news. after
1: decades of struggle in israel dozens of african hebrew israelites faced deportation one month ago
0: yeah next thing uh, israeli racism against jews on display again Captured Black Soldiers Saga Highlights Racism in Israel. Israel nominated a quote-unquote proud racist to a prominent position. What do I tell my black Jewish children?
1: I guess, uh, pack up your stuff because you're going to Africa.
0: (laughs) You know, it's weird that doesn't come up. I have to like search for this intentionally, even though it should be the first thing that comes. I mean, it should be one of the major things that comes up, but it doesn't come up unless you aggressively search for it. And then you find like a Forbes article about it is, you know, the whole Israel forcibly injected African immigrants with birth control. And sterilize them against their will without their consent, without their knowledge.
1: you disagree with (laughs) eugenics, then actually you're wrong, apparently. And yeah, those were Ethiopian Jewish women who were sterilized by the occupation. You can Google Ethiopian women sterilized.
0: Yeah, and they admitted it in the hot save. It's been reported on by super mainstream media like Salon and Washington Post and Forbes. So take your pick. It's these are not normal things, and this is just illustrative of the fact that the occupation is not a normal society. Yeah.
1: Hey, who 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 spearheaded sterilization as a official policy? Who did that? We can go. We
0: can Google that as well.
1: Who did that? I feel we'll get demonetized if we say who Eh, I don't know if we're even
0: are we monetized? We actually
1: got demonetized already.
0: I think we're not monetized. If we are monetized, I don't even know about it. Who who demonetized us?
1: Instagram.
0: Okay. Did were we even close to making any money on Instagram?
1: No, that's why it has been such a financial hit. We've gone from making zero dollars to also making zero dollars. Folks, that's been another episode of the Palestine Pod. Thank you all so much for watching, listening, however you consume it. Check out our full episodes at www.palestinepod.com and follow us on Instagram at thepalestinepod. Send us an email at palestinepod at gmail.com. Look for us on Patreon, .patreon www.patreon.com slash palestine pod that's been another episode of the palestine pod thank you all so much for listening have a great day